Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. It has been quite a while since I was able to record a new podcast, and I am so excited to finally sit down and record another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. So where have I been, and why have I not put up any new episodes since Christmas? (laughs) Oh, so many of you have written me recently and asked about the podcast and where it has gone and actually that made me feel good because I figured if I didn't post no one really noticed and no one even missed it so it's good to know that I've been missed so thank you Um, the podcast is not going anywhere I'm still planning on keeping it going on Fridays it's just that life had gotten in the way recently and you all know how that goes right You know, we had the holidays, of course, that brings the different schedules and craziness as it is. Um, Plus, trying to always find a quiet moment in the day to record is no easy feat around here. (laughs) And uh, I also had just some personal issues going on throughout December, some health stuff. I wrote about it on the blog. If you are interested in hearing, everything is fine. I'm good. But just had some some crazy things, um, some health issues, some testing I needed to have done, and it was sort of uh, taking up time and mental energy. But it's over now, and I think I'm okay. So then, just when that all kind of cleared up, you know, we get back into the swing of things in the new year, and we start up our school, you know, after being on Christmas break, and we're just getting in our groove, and I've scheduled myself to do some podcasts, and last week I got hit with the nasty, icky stomach flu. So, that was no fun, and that really took a toll on me. It really takes like a few days until you don't feel like you've been run over by a truck, and that's after the really gross part ends. So, (laughs) you know, all the throwing up and everything. Thankfully, no No one else in our house got it, which is pretty amazing because usually those things spread like wildfire through a home. So I had quarantined myself once I woke up at two in the morning realizing, "Uh uh-oh, I have the stomach flu. I had quarantined myself into my room. No one was allowed really in that area of the house for at least 24 hours till it passed. And uh, so far, nobody else has come down with it. So I'm pretty glad about that. So um, today I wanted to finally sit back down and and get these podcasts recorded for you guys because I know that in the next two months it's going to get really busy again because I'll be traveling for the Teach Them Diligently convention and doing some other things. So today I am going to actually kind of, I've never done this before, but I'm going to kind of expand on a blog post that I put up recently because after I wrote it, I thought there's so much more I could say, but actually it's hard to kind of communicate sometimes in writing everything. So it was kind of a good thing to have a podcast. You know, these different outlets really can be helpful sometimes. It was good to have, um, the podcast because I thought, you know, I can just talk more about this and expand on it. So I think it was last week I wrote a um, a podcast. I wrote a blog post titled Categorizing Your Clutter. And this came about actually, I had the privilege a week ago to speak at my church locally about simplifying. We did a Simply Living for Him workshop, and it was twofold. It was a little bit about, you know, simplifying and the things that are near and dear to me and having less stuff physically and mentally and doing more real things. And um, 
it was sort of a little taste of our Simply Living for Him retreat because what I did was sort of revamp my sessions from our 2016 retreat and use them for the workshop, which the two sessions that I did speak about were um, uh, the remedy to clutter and chaos, which I believe is Jesus. And that's really about simplifying that session, but it's also about... um, you know, really getting to the heart before we even can begin to purge clutter from our lives. We need to realize that Jesus is the only thing we need. He is enough. We need to be content with him. And I truly believe that the more we have of him in our life, the less we desire of the worldly stuff. So simplifying becomes a natural reaction to a life lived for Jesus. So then I also talked about being a woman of the word and how I have been transformed by his word and how I feel it is so important for women today to be equipped in God's word and to be really letting themselves be transformed because the remedy to clutter and chaos, Jesus and simplifying and all that really can't happen if we aren't transforming our minds. So I talked about those things for an afternoon and it was great. We just had an amazing time. And when I finished at the sessions, I really was thinking, you know, I'd love to um, be able to write more and talk more about more practical ways of simplifying now that we sort of have really delved into the heart stuff. You can actually find those sessions on my website or on the Facebook page for Simply Living for Him. The live sessions were video recorded um, live, so they are the replays are available on the Facebook page, and uh, you can also see them on the website under the Simply Living for Him workshop post. They are there. So for anybody who is interested in hearing those sessions, they are there. Um, But so anyway, I came home and I was thinking about, you know, how can I equip people a little bit more practically with ways to actually purge clutter? You know, I will say it forever. I will always say it, that it's really not about the clutter. It's about our hearts. And I really do believe it's also about uh, self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. You know, we have self-control. Clutter doesn't control us. We can control our clutter. And mental clutter doesn't control us, even though sometimes we feel like, I mean, really, how appropriate to say this nowadays, because I have been so distraught by the amount of social media lately that it's, number one, it really does just bring me down. So, it doesn't make me feel good. Um, seeing all the negativity out there right now, seeing all the overloaded information. So I can look at that as two things and blame the media and blame the social media and blame, you know, all the people that are talking disgustingly (laughs) out there and say that it's, you know, it's in my mind and it's making me feel this way. Or I can practice self-control, which again is a fruit of the spirit. And I can say, I'm not going to allow those things into my mind because Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is lovely and pure and of excellence, we should be dwelling on those things. And there is not much right now in my Facebook feed that causes me to dwell on those things. So it is my job to turn it off or to set boundaries of what I allow in my mind. It is not social media's fault. Do I agree with social media right now and all that's going on? No. Do I want to see it? No. Do I think some people are completely out of line in what they're posting? Yes. 
but I'm not going to blame them because I am ultimately the one in charge of what I let into my home and what I let into my mind. So even though we can blame clutter on our circumstances, oh, you know, I just have so much stuff and I can't seem to get it under control and all these things, ultimately, we have the choice of what we choose to bring into our homes and into our minds. So if you can look at it in at that aspect, I think it would be very helpful. And, um, you know, we need to just stop blaming the stuff and start learning how to live with it. So I had kind of written this post the other day about categorizing clutter. So now that we've really talked about a lot of the heart issues, um, you know, like I said, I had talked about um, them at my workshop. And if you want to hear about those issues, like I said, go to the Facebook page. Um, but now that you can kind of understand the heart behind simplifying, let's talk about how we can practically even begin to get rid of stuff. And before we can even do that, we can categorize it. And I sort of saw this as like a three-tiered type thing of both physical clutter having their, its own three tiers and mental clutter having its own three tiers. And I kind of looked at it as, you know, there are three levels of what we should be allowing in our homes, in our lives, and in our minds. So the first level, let's look at physical clutter. The first level of physical clutter, I would say, would be the basic very basic items that you need to live, the absolute necessities, because there are very basic items that we all need to live that we really can't do without. Life would be much more difficult without these things and much different without these things. Um, so we could get very minimalistic on this and say, you know, you need food, water, and shelter, and that's it. <laughs> and some clothes on your back. Um, so we could do that, but I'm not about to say that because, you know, I'm being realistic minimalism here. Um, there is something to be said for that minimalist mindset. Uh, mindset, did I just make up a word? Mindset. Um, but uh, we're not going, I'm not going to sit here and say that we only need to live with our basics and, you know, a house, food, water, and Jesus, and you're done. Because there are things that... Um, we do need that may not be like survival need, right? So let's look at the basic things that should be in our our um, our first level, so to speak, of our tiers of where we can categorize our clutter. So those would be the basic things, a home, right? Our shelter, furniture, because we do want to have somewhere to sit. No, do we have to have furniture? No, we could just sit on the floor. We could probably lay on the floor and sleep at night. That wouldn't be very comfortable. So yes, let's say we do need furniture. We do need um, a bed. And you know, it's funny because that just came to mind that when we moved two years ago to our home, the last night in our old home, we had everything packed up in the U-Hauls, ready to, uh, one U-Haul, I should say, not U-Hauls, ready to go. And we had one more night in our house and we were like, wait, we're all packed up. What do we do? Where do we sleep? And we slept on the wood floor. And so I can say you sort of do need a bed because <laughs> I don't think I'd want to do that for long-term purposes. It was not comfortable. So um, yes, yeah, so you would need your home, your basic furnishings, your clothes, and that's a whole nother ballgame. How much clothes do you actually really need, right? Um, basic supplies, though, you know, your food, your water, your basic things, your toothbrush, let's say hygienic items, because we all want to be clean. Um, your very basic items 
that you do need to live. So if you're going to want to purge clutter, you're going to look around your home and you're going to say, what are the things we absolutely cannot get rid of? Because we need them to live. And uh, we're not going to just start throwing out everything because we want to keep things that make our life a little bit more comfortable and make our life survivable. (laughs) So that would be the very first level. Most things in that level we're not going to throw away. Actually, everything in that level we're not going to throw away. We're going to keep everything in that level, I should say. I'm not throwing any of that stuff away. Then the next level. Okay, so this level should be things that bring us joy. The things that enhance those things that we need. The things that we... um, definitely don't need to survive, but they definitely make our life easier. They make our life more enjoyable and they may just make it more beautiful. They're things that truly bring us joy. These things would be things like, I wrote in the blog post, electronics. I put that first. How funny is that? I guess in my world, because I do use the computer and the phone and, you know, electronics for a good part of my day for what I do and for homeschooling and for communicating with friends. You know, I see that as important. Um, But other things that would fall into that category would be, you know, books. I know you guys all love your books out there. Um, Some toys for your kids, obviously. Your kids want to have some fun things that bring them joy. A few maybe sentimental objects. Um, But everything mostly in this level, it still provides purpose, but it just sort of enhances our life. The thing that I would say mostly when you're evaluating this level of what you bring into your home would be that these things are never a burden. These things are always a blessing. You you could live without them, definitely. If you were to look at it, you could say, yes, I could live without my phone. Yes, I could live without my um, laptop. Yes, I could live without my bookshelf of books. Yes, I could live without the kids having, you know, Legos. Definitely. But they are things that definitely bring us joy and that we don't necessarily want to live without because they delight us. They may even bring us comfort or they may make our life a lot more comfortable. So these are things that could be, like I said, appliances, electronics, um, hobbies, you know, items that are related to your hobbies, maybe those extra items of clothing that you find you don't really need, but you really like that certain dress or those shoes or that handbag. But again, these things are not causing you stress. They're not causing you to feel anxiety. They're not causing you to feel a burden. They are still a blessing. The next level would be the third level of what we would bring into our home or how we can categorize our clutter, our physical excess would be, and would be just that excess stuff, the excess clutter that, you know, we're moving away from that second level, the things that bring us joy. Now we're moving to the things that become a burden. I would say that for most of us, when we're looking to simplify or people that contact me and say, I just have so much clutter. I don't know what to do with it all. This is the category that is probably more full than the other categories. These are the things that are causing your anxiety levels to rise. These are the things that make you feel stressed when you walk into a room, right? These are the things that are in piles everywhere. Um, And this stuff, that's what happens with our excess clutter. It tends to get moved from one pile to another pile to another pile, maybe from one room to another room to another room, but it really never goes away and we really never live in harmony with it. (laughs) These are the things that we just feel 
feel burdened by. Sometimes we even have extra storage units for them, or maybe this is the stuff that's shoved in the attic or the basement or the garage and it's overflowing. And just the thought of it being up in that attic or out in that garage causes you stress because you know that it's going to be a job just to go through it and it's going to be a job just to decide what to keep and what to get rid of. And like I said, with the storage units, that boggles my mind that we have so much stuff that this is like a billion dollar industry storage units that not only are our homes nowadays bigger than ever because, you know, we went through that period, uh, I guess our society, maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the mega houses or whatever you call them, the mega mansions, people have enormous homes, yet we're still finding that we need to get storage units for our stuff. So this would be um, these things that are kind of either stored away or you have so much stuff in storage that is now infiltrating your home and you just don't know what to do with it all. You're running out of space and you don't know how to keep it um, out out of your home and it's causing you stress. So these are the things that we store up. And like I said, even when they're out of sight, they cause stress. And especially when they're in your sight, when you walk into a room and you just want to walk right back out and not deal with it. I know that feeling. I know that feeling so well. I have a a closet. My husband has a closet and I have one. And mine's, I mean, it's not one of these big walk-in closets, don't get me wrong, but it's a decent sized little closet for me. (laughs) But it's definitely not one of these big closets. Um, And over the Christmas break, it was really getting out of control. And I'm usually pretty good about keeping my things neat, but I don't know. I guess, you know, when life is busy, you sort of just let your things like that go. And there was a point where I just kept shutting the door. I was like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. Well, I finally dealt with it. It feels so good now to have that clean closet. But anyway, those are the things that make you feel like that. You just want to shut the door and not deal with it. But this is the ironic thing about this Um, category of stuff. This category of stuff should generally be our lowest level, yet we find that it's our highest level. It's more full than the others. This is the stuff that should just be like a little bit, you know, like there's a little bit of extra stuff and I got to take care of it and then it's gone. But this is the level that's like out of control for most people. We're constantly trying to find ways to manage it, but we're never really dealing with it once and for all. So even though this should be the smallest level, it is actually the most full. And this is generally, I think, um, Like I said, definitely stuff that we don't need. It's definitely not bringing us joy anymore, but sometimes the lines get a little grayed and it could be stuff that you just can't part with because it has memories attached to it. And I find that the more I speak to people about simplifying, that has really um, been a theme that has been overall, that people can't get rid of, you know, all their children's little um, clothes from when they were little or their drawings or their crafts or, you know, their little trinkets that grandma gave them, you know, 40 years ago. These are just a lot of these types of things. And so what happens is they get stored away, even though they're not bringing us joy anymore, and we can't part with them. In fact, they cause us more stress. So I look at that as, okay, so you want to save all these things because they have a great sentimental value, 
but then they're not bringing you joy because you feel like it's a burden to just house these items. So why don't you just keep the very few items that truly do bring you joy and think about the joy that will come when you don't have the attic looming over your head or the basement looming over your head or the garage or the storage unit or whatever it is. Think about that joy that you can have not having to worry about ever dealing with those piles of stuff again. I think that joy would be greater than any joy that these little things that you're holding onto, um, you think they are giving you because they're really not. Does that make sense? I hope so. Um, you know, generally we think about saving these things because we are attached to an emotion from the past. But you know what? Believers, we're heading towards the future. We have an eternity to look forward to. And none of that stuff is going to come with us. And what's going to happen is you're probably just going to pass it down and make it a burden on the next generation. And I'm not saying that, you know, beautiful sentimental items. I have many that are not... Um, you want to pass down from generation to generation, but when is enough, uh, you know, enough, or is it really, um, something that is worth holding on to? I mean, there are definite items that I have sentimental items that I, you know, the newspaper articles of my grandfather when he was in the war and got wounded. I mean, I'm talking like those things. I'm not saying just throw it away, but if you have like an attic or a basement, you do, and it's full, you do need to evaluate how much is a blessing and how much is a burden. And that level should definitely not be as big as the things that you really need, the basic necessities of life, and the things that bring you joy. All of these three levels should probably be very balanced, because I'm not saying one should really outdo the other, but I think this level should actually be the smallest of all. Unfortunately, for most of us, it's the largest. So evaluate your things in terms of those levels, your physical clutter. If you evaluate them in terms of the basics of what you need, the things that bring you joy, and then the things that are becoming a burden. And just before you even begin, start looking at those things and thinking about them in that manner before you even begin. Because if you just try to dive into a room right now that's cluttered up, you're going to get overwhelmed very quickly. So spend the first day saying, I'm going to evaluate this room and I'm going to make sure that I look around and see everything that I absolutely need, and I'm going to keep that. And then the next day, you might want to walk in and say, now I'm going to look around and say, everything that in this room that's bringing me joy, that it doesn't feel like a burden, I'm going to keep that. And then you're going to go on that day when you have a little bit more time, and you're going to say, okay, let's break it down, and let's look at the things that are not bringing me joy anymore, and I'm going to deal with them, and I'm going to deal with them once and for all. A whole nother podcast episode would probably be, how do we then keep it that way? And we'll deal with that in the future, you know, because a lot of us go through this cycle of kind of purging and getting rid of it, and then bringing things back in again. But We'll talk about that at another time. Let's move on to the levels of mental clutter because nowadays, especially the past few days, <laughs> I would find that mental clutter is almost worse than physical clutter in um, the burden that it casts on people's lives and the amount of stress and anxiety that it causes. So let's look at it in terms of tiers, just like we did with the physical clutter. The first level or the first tier 
that is the most important level of the thoughts and the things that go into your mind that you cannot live without that are necessary for survival. And like I compared it to your food and your clothing and, or your food, your shelter and your water before, the things that you need to live, this level is his truths. That's it. This is what you need to survive mentally. God's word and his truths. You cannot live without these things. And in fact, this level should be so full that this is the level that should be overflowing. His truths um, at the very basis should be lovely thoughts and pure thoughts and truths that all come from his word. And this is so important because many times people see this level as an add-on, that they will fill their mind with these things later after, you know, their mind is already all cluttered up with all the other stuff. Then they'll try to sit down and make time for God's word when they have time after everything else. Mm -mm. I truly believe our very brain should be filled with God's word over everything else we put in it. Because without that, 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 well, with that, that is where everything else flows from. Everything flows from that truth being filled up in your mind. And it's sadly not the case with so many. God's word is not an add-on. It is not something to do when everything else is done. I would encourage you, and I say this all the time when I speak, when I write, when I do blog posts, when I meet with people in person at, at um, conventions or whatever, Read the Bible first thing in the day. Let no other words come before your eyes before you have seen God's word. Because I was that person that at one time thought the first thing I needed to do in the morning was to turn over, pick up my phone from my nightstand, and check my email, check my Facebook, and check my texts. Because I, I don't know what I thought was going to happen overnight. That was so important that I needed to see. But for some reason, I felt like I needed to do that first thing in the morning before I even got out of bed. And then I realized that I needed God's word to be the first thing I saw in the morning because his word is the truth and his word is going to set up what everything else I let in my mind after that. I'm going to discern based on that. Oh, sorry, folks. If you hear something silly in the background, I'm sitting here recording in my office and my three guinea hens just came to the door and they're squawking away and they're looking at me funny. You hear them? They're always on my Facebook lives too. They love to interrupt. So I apologize for the guineas. Uh, <laughs> Go away, guineas. Um, so anyway, the things that we need to fill our minds with are, are the first thing we need to fill our minds with um, are good and lovely thoughts and truths from God's word. Without those things, we are not going to be able to function properly in our day. Now, the second level of clutter would be, the or mental clutter, would be our purposeful thoughts and things that are real life issues. Okay, so we've started out the day with God's word. We're setting up our minds to be um, thinking like him and filling our mind with good and lovely thoughts. And now the second level are going to be the obvious things, like the things of every day that we need to deal with. Um, problems to solve, maybe interesting books or ideas that we're thinking about, um, you know, our everyday circumstances. But here's the most important thing. If that first tier and that first level is really full, then this level can be a great 
balance. But if that other level is not full, this level is going to quickly get out of balance. What I mean is these things are going to start infiltrating our thoughts and we're not kind of looking at them through the lens of God's word. So the things that we're dealing with, you know, that we have to deal with in our families, or, you know, if you're a homeschooler like I am, those are filling up a lot of your thoughts throughout the day. I need God's word in order to handle all those other thoughts that come into my mind, in order to handle them properly, in order to handle any types of things that arise with my family, with situations throughout the day, with friends, um, you know, just the everyday things that come into our minds with running a home, um, you know, or if I, for example, if I'm reading a book, if I'm um, looking at something that's still more of like a hobby, say I'm reading a book, watching a television show or something, I still can keep those things in balance if I'm looking at them properly with God's word. So this level should be um, in proper perspective to the first level. And um, it needs to be kept in check. It needs to knock it out of control. Because if it's not kept in check, then you're going to be on to that third level. And that third tier that you could categorize your mental clutter would be the mindless chatter and useless information. And this is what usually ends up in overload and or anxiety. And I know that this is definitely true for myself, and it may be true for others as well, which is why I wanted to share it with you. So this is the one that needs to be guarded most and kept really free of clutter. You know, the useless chatter, the mindless information, or the myriad of things right now that are vetting for our attention that are often meaningless. For instance, the internet the past few days has been completely awful for my mind. And I find that I just need to turn it off because... If I even let it go too far, because now that I even have had it off, you know, for a little bit today, it kind of, it still lingers in the corners of my mind and it's hard to get rid of. So this one, it really needs to be kept in check because it can really overtake your whole personality. It can bring you down. It can make you feel anxious. It can make you feel sad, depressed, upset. Um, and this could also not just be the internet. It comes from TV or other people's voices, you know, just listening to that um, people's, uh, I would say, advice or chatter about things that really aren't edifying or that, you know, might be gossip, and we don't want to deal with that. I am a no-gossip person. Don't bring me gossip. I can't stand gossip. Um, don't get involved in gossip. This will just completely um, clog up this tier again because you're just hearing what other people are saying about people, even after the conversation has ended, it still lingers in your mind. It doesn't go away. So a lot of times for me, um, I would say that my own thoughts sometimes get very clogged up by my own thoughts. <laughs> I can str struggle with worry and fear and anxiety. So if I don't keep that first level in check of filling my mind with God's word, this level gets out of control. I don't even have to go on the internet. I can just start fe um, feeling things in my mind and going through all these scenarios that will probably never happen and running them through my mind and getting fearful or anxious. I don't even have to go to the internet or TV or others. I could just do this to myself. So that's why it's so important to have that first category so full, that first level or that first tier of filling your mind with God's word. Because if that is not filled properly, then this level is surely going to get out of control. But when that level is filled properly, I don't even want to see what other 
other people say on the internet. I don't even have the desire to go on there and get involved in that nonsense. Or when I'm alone with my thoughts at, at night, because for me, for some reason, if I wake up in the middle of the night, my thoughts can go haywire. And that's when the anxiety comes in. So if I don't have my mind filled with God's word, my own thoughts can get out of control. So I have found it even very helpful to know scripture so well that I can recite it in my mind so that when I do wake up in the middle of the night, I can quiet those other thoughts with scripture. There are times where I just recite the name of Jesus over and over and over just to literally fill my mind with Jesus. Um, and that's what I have to do. So these are what I think, like I said, the three levels of clutter for physical and mental clutter that we can really be very intentional about checking the stuff that we fill our homes and our minds with because very quickly they can get out of control. But the good news is you are not controlled by your clutter. You can control your clutter. And today, if you just sit down and start evaluating these things, write it down, make a list, and look at it in, in these three different categories for each um, physical and mental clutter, and start to really figure out what things are burdening you and what is blessing you. And is that first level in mental clutter of God's word so full that there's not as much room for the other stuff? I'm telling you, God's word is transforming. When I am filled with God's word, I don't have the desire to fill up my home or to fill up my mind with nonsense. I want to be filled with him. That is why I'm continually telling people the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. And I'll shout that to my dying day because I see so many people out there with all these methods and different ways to simplify. And they're all great, but they, they're missing something. They're missing the heart of the issue. So we need to desire him more and will naturally desire less. Now, like I said, if you already have all this stuff though, so yes, Karen, great. I want to desire him more and, and, you know, stuff less, but that doesn't help my home that's overflowing or my mind that's overflowing, right? So here are, that's why I was giving you these practical ways where you can sit down now and take the first step and categorize your clutter and figure out how can you finally control your clutter and not let it control you. So I will see you next time on the podcast. I'm so glad to be back on these podcast episodes every Friday on Simply Living for Him. And I will see you on the next one. And until then, I wish you blessings and joy.